0: Hello, and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with, um...
1: <laughs> uh, you're matt wills you're matt wills good and you are <laughs> I, and i'm also rick Ward. i'll tell you why matt is a little bit dazed and confused
0: i wasn't off air i, I was doing great off air i've just froze
1: i will take this because uh in this past week something has happened that has brought a saga to an ending that we have talked about oh you've heard us talk about it for so long but it's over we have finally finished season one of Making a Murderer.
0: <laughs> nice Live man, on boy. the
1: Patreon. £5 to um, to subscribe. All ten episodes. If you don't want to go back and watch it before season three comes out, we've got you covered on the Patreon. It's fucking great watching. Matt's reaction to the first time of one of the best documentary series that was ever made. Making a Murderer on the Patreon.
0: Yeah, well worth it, man. Well worth it just to hear me go, What? Um... But today we are talking, here you go, I'm back. Uh, today we are talking about Netflix's Bad Sport Volume 1. And in honour of what's gone on in the news lately, uh, we are talking about Gate, which has got scandal, it's got football, it's got corruption. And we've got an expert in the studio with us today because we got Rick, Rick Wharton. He knows all about corruption in football. And the dark side of football, because he supports...
1: Are we talking about a team that plays in black and white that has an unfair exam- advantage over every yeah. team on the planet right now? Is that we who are, we're talking about? We are talking about that,
0: yeah. Um, so it's called Football Gate. Netflix. Uh, the director is Alex Keel. Uh, it's just come out, so no money, no accolades. Um, here's the quick blurb. Investigators detail shocking allegations from former Juventus director Luciano Moggi And how he influenced referees in a scandal that rocked Italian football. Now, we've done a few sport ones lately. And I think Netflix are banging these out because I think they're quite easy to do. And I genuinely, I looked at this and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, then let's do this. And I can see why you've picked it. Now, I thought you were going to hate this because... It's all subtitles, like the odd person speaks English, but the rest of it is all subtitles, which I found really difficult.
1: Here's what I did. I put it on the setting for blind people where they say everything in English. You what now? What? they? It's it's kind of the audio setting where they de- describe everything on the screen and also dub it over in English.
0: I, every day's a school day, mate. I didn't know that existed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, cause I was trying to find a better dubbing for Squid Game. I found it, and then I
0: put it onto this one. Oh, mate. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. Well, I've just learned a lesson. There you go. Um, I'm just, i The thing is, I started watching uh, Alice in Alice in Borderland, which is a Japanese thing, and I was watching. Yeah, that's with, been released recently. Yeah, and it's really good, right? Although she didn't like it. Um, I think she's like you. She doesn't like subtitles because she has to read all day long. But, so I watched the first two episodes with subtitles and then I watched the third in Dubbed and it's completely different. It's a different show when it's dubbed it, to the point it's shit. So Is it ha-
1: because you're not doing an offensive accent in your yes, mind? absolutely. <laughs>
0: That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, but no, they change all the words and stuff. You know, like, he didn't just say that. It's because I keep the subtitles on because I'm a pedant. I'm like, he didn't just say that. That's bullshit. That's- just read the fucking subtitles, actor. That's all you got to do. Can you not read?
1: I'm hearing the exact same complaints about Squid Game because we're up to the final episode of that. Uh, me and our last watching it, and she said that oh they changed what she had said at this point, and she's very finickety between the book and TV translations. It's one of her bugaboos.
0: That's why I like your missus. She's 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 been brushed with the pedantry, the pedantry stick, and I like that because that, that counts, man. It really what counts. does. Pedantry mean. It's where basically pedants die alone. It's where everything's just got to be exact. It's got to be exactly how you've got it. It's oh mentally ill, okay, yeah. right? So, uh,
1: <laughs> middle class mental illness is what that is, yeah. Rick.
0: I, I think the thing is, you've got. I've said this to you before. You've got my like parents
1: paid for my education, and I have to make it seem like it was fucking valuable for money somehow. <laughs>
0: No, I think you've got a magnet for people like me and your lass. And everyone in your life is a little bit off. And that's no disrespect to your missus. She she doesn't listen, does, it? does she listen? Look,
1: there's a, there's a bit that... <laughs> Can we backpedal
0: uh, here? <laughs> what's that? Can we backpedal? I'm slacking down me and your missus. And I'm like, now I know I'm cool with slagging me down, but I'm now having a pop at your missus. And I quite like her. Well, what what
1: what it actually is, Matt, is you people are drawn to me because I seem relaxed. And that is you do seem the relaxed. dragon. Yeah. The dragon people like you have been <laughs> chasing all your lives. And, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: that is very true.
1: And and then when you look into the vortex that is my life, <laughs> it inevitably just adds more
0: stress to yours. That is very true. Um Right, you so, have to be
1: willing to fall out of the tree and hope everything's going to be okay. You can't just fix every branch.
0: That's, that's true. But yeah, we are. You're right. Me and your lads are trying to. We're not just trying to fix the branches. We're talking to God about the structure of the tree in the first place. You're like, no, hang on. This is all wrong. How you design Wait it? Wait like a that? minute.
1: This is how Americans make trees, not English people. Yeah. Well, why does that make a difference?
0: I. I read a poem once. It's <laughs> supposed to be like the poem. And in honor of today being about footballgate,
1: it's it's like it's written in the stars, isn't it? It's just written in the stars. Listen, I would like to thank all of our fans that uh, wrote to the Premier League board in support of this happening. This is. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack because now becomes <laughs> the fun part for me. I get to just sit back and say, "Yep, four hundred million a year will make us Champions League players." <laughs>
0: Um, And here's what I've got to look So I look at Rick on a screen um, and the backdrop of Rick is normally a Rick. It's a Rick Sanchez poster. That's just and it's been like that for the last 18 months. Now I've got just a a corner of the Newcastle flag. (laughs) What are they? Is that a unicorn? No, that's Uh, a horse. That's a seahorses. Seahorses. Yeah. Okay. What? Why have you got seahorses on your crust of your... One of my best mates is a Newcastle fan. I should know all about this because I adore her. I don't... And you're Newcastle. I should know more. I well, haven't got if a go back,
1: If we go back to our OCD problems and need for understanding, guess what? I've never questioned uh, the seahorses.
0: Well, seahorses seahorses, weirdly are the one of the few creatures where the male carries the baby and raises the baby. Oh, right. So... I don't know what that said. Got now a date with Bobby Robson unfortunately <laughs> match on football <laughs> <laughs> football.
1: <laughs> Bruce out. Did you see did you see the footage of them celebrating? No. Did you not see oh mate, no. there was like 8000 people dancing outside the stadium until 4 in the morning. I got a mate whose dad went across and dad, like mates' dad he's like 50s, 60s came back covered in kebab at 4 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You <laughs> just had to go and stand next to the... Honestly, like, the obsession of this takeover, it got to the point where, on the day, when they're like, okay, it might happen, the BN Sports thing's been compensated. Okay, they're saying this on Sky Sports News. Me, me, me best mate, here, his brother, lives in... Oh, where the fuck is it? Like, Jesmond area or whatever... He went to the hotel where Amanda Stavely and the consortium were signing the documents and took a
0: picture of the hotel. I literally... (laughs) I literally... Ground zero, Rick. This is it. Look at this, And
1: This isn't isn't like some weird YouTuber looking for footage. This is just a guy who's meant to be in the office. (laughs) So if you think Sky Sports News had someone there, and I did.
0: (laughs) And just to put this into context, if you're listening... in the future uh, Newcastle United have been bought by a consortium of Saudi Arabian rich people
1: uh, the public investment fund is an autonomous op- op- operation which is <laughs> separate from the state <laughs> it will not be government rang although the prince of saudi arabia is the chairman but we have a signed letter from the state to say the state won't run it even though it's been ran by the head of state so clearly there was never even a misunderstanding why shouldn't we be allowed to have a football club it just turns out we're now 10 psg paris Saint Germain
0: teams the thing i know people who are fundamentally against this but they still won't change. They won't change their team. No, 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 I can't change my team. It's written in my blood. You've changed your house. You've changed your country. You've changed multiple partners. Loads of people out there are fundamentally against this, but they will not stop supporting the team because they know at some point those owners will move on because that's what owners do, right? No, they do. Eventually they go. It's the, the the only constant in the universe is change. So it will change. And that's what they're going to hang on to. I love to.
1: that. I got to be honest, if you're like, oh man, I'm going to have to brave these dark years after the <laughs> the glory, <laughs> the fucking, the honor of Mike Ashley and how he ran this club. I mean, here's, <laughs> there's a guy you could depend on to do the honorable thing. Fuck. I got to be honest. A lot of the people that I love and respect in this world are 100% against this takeover, including yes. the person I love most in this world, my other half. And, yes, um, yeah, yeah. It, it created a tension, i got to be honest, as she came in the kitchen and found me on my knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Were you on your knees praying to Mecca? Have you converted? Is that what you've done now? <laughs> It's a small price to pay. I can give up alcohol and bacon. It's all right. <laughs> it's uh, as I took out the
1: the ceremonial special edition Saint <laughs> James's Park brown ale I was bought for a birthday gift three years ago.
0: Yes, I've been looking at that beer for. It's coming. But it's I've, been coming.
1: U- I've been using that like the watchman's doomsday clock, where <laughs> if it looks if it looks like the is about to happen, it gets put back in the fridge. And it is always it is always the most depressing day of the week if I had to take that out.
0: I, I would just like to say publicly, in a public forum, so this goes out to the world. So everyone in the world knows. Uh I was wrong, you were right. Congratulations, good on you, mate. I'm, um, I'm genuinely, oh, Matt, I'm, Matt. I'm happy for you. This is just because I love you. This is where so.
1: it, it fits into your. OC. I couldn't give a fuck about your opinion. <laughs> I want Saudi money, baby. <laughs> I was never listening to your opinion. Never. No, fuck the you, New York Times. was cheating yeah. on his missus. He should have been called for it. All right. Um, but yeah, mate, I was tempted. I luck. was tempted to fucking do this whole podcast dressed as a bee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Could <laughs> if you look. haven't
1: seen if you haven't seen our episode of the dissident this shows exactly why it's very <laughs> terrifying these people have run <laughs> My thing the uh
0: so right we're in the we're back in with the good books that's good so uh just right. one last thing i <laughs> saw one
1: article all right i saw one article and um uh, it just <laughs> filled me with glee it honestly did right and um because the the best part of this is now, I can stop caring about Saudi Arabian things. <laughs>
0: that's the, You that's have become an the expert. I, you can stop learning there's, your Farsi, all of that. That's all gone.
1: There's a fantastic Ed Byrne line, right, where he talks about how he loves being married. And his favorite thing about being married is, I no longer have to plan a fucking wedding.
0: Yeah, I can. Yeah, that and. Makes sense.
1: And it's a, if you if anyone's in the process or just been married, go and watch Ed Burn a different class. It's a whole show on that, and it's all fucking brilliant. It's like one of the best um, touring stand up shows I've seen. So the amount of Saudi Arabian propaganda I've had to read to try and find <laughs> out what the fuck's going on with this deal, deciding up to the House of Saud fucking cover letter <laughs> to find out. <laughs> To be like, so are they going to come back to the table or not? (laughs) The
0: thing is, one day there's going to be a documentary about this, right? This is what, uh, this
1: was my final point. Sorry, sorry, this is exactly my final point. Amazon Prime have reached out to do an all or nothing series to cover the rejuvenation of Newcastle United. There's going to be a 10 part, fingers crossed, a 10 part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mate, that's not going to happen. We're not Patreon in it. we
1: not. I will fucking record them the night I watch them. You will have if that comes out July tenth, you'll have that July fucking eleventh, because I am not doing anything until I've finished watching that.
0: The thing is, I reckon they could get you in as a talking head. Like the crazy fan in this show. You could be that <laughs> The sad guy.
1: thing is, the sad thing is they can actually get actual talking
0: heads. <laughs> <laughs> That would be cool, man. If I get to interview you, a talking head from a documentary. Um, right. Anyway, why is this guy
1: laughing at himself? Saying he wants Catino. <laughs> it's just what he's like. Don't worry about it. Right, so back so, to, this, back that's to that's this. the preamble so, okay. over.
0: I, I liked. I liked. Uh, I liked normal Rick. I'm not sure how to handle Happy Rick because the whole. I don't know what changed. to do with Happy Rick. The whole dynamic has changed. Of this, do I have to go miserable now to keep the to keep the seesaw um in balance? 'Cause currently I, it's it's level, isn't it? We're both happy chaps and it's like, Isn't life great? Brilliant, isn't it?
1: There's an overcorrection coming at some point. I guarantee that. It's like sorry, like our last I told you off the podcast our last saw me just like looking up and smile like I just smiled <laughs> to myself. She went, What's wrong with you? I went, Oh, just just happy. I mean, this is
0: like four <laughs> days it's like four days with after her the 12 takeover. Years, yeah. She's never seen that smile before. Wait, that's, a, shocking, boy. that's what she says.
1: She says, I've never seen you have that look on your face. This is how I feel constantly at the moment.
0: Oh, mate. Well, congratulations. I'm happy for you. Right, on to our job. Let's do our job. Let's talk about... I'm getting season uh, tickets. Um... <laughs> 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 fuck stand-up. I don't need escapism anymore. Uh, yeah, fuck the podcast. I've got something proper to do. Um, so this is all about... Uh, where were we? Right, football gate. Luciano Moggi, he influenced the referees. And this this pod, uh, this documentary starts with a talking head with a geezer who's smoking. And he's given a speech about how he loves justice. And that's why he became a public prosecutor. And his name is Pino Narducci. And he smokes throughout the entire documentary. This is the hardest one to watch about wanting a cigarette. Yes. Right. That's exactly how I haven't smoked in over four years. And I'm like, I could go a B&H right now. That'd be lovely. Yeah, that's just. And like, the thing is, I've got 200 silk cuts sitting downstairs that I bought over from Spain for a mate of mine. And I thought, oh, well, she won't notice one's gone missing, <laughs> will she? Just one. Do you know my missus has started smoking? Did I tell you this? When did she start smoking? I don't. I'm not sure, but she thinks <laughs> you've I... been away from home a lot this year. Haven't I have, you, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> it's just the other day I was like, oh, and re- the way I knew she'd started smoking is because she was there having a fag, and I'm like, oh, but she thinks I don't know, right? So for th- I'm there be- is an element
1: of that people enjoy because getting my mother to quit smoking is the happiest time of her life because she gets to sneak around and shit.
0: Yeah, the illicit cigarette. You literally have to be an
1: asshole, like when she came and... In- visited me down south when she's going through the i'm not smoking anymore period i literally patted her down coming in the house found the fags now this is she's driven from <laughs> uh, like county durham to Surbiton, london and i've patted
0: her down and she just told the fuck off within five minutes yeah. and <laughs> <down>. <laughs> we're going back up north richard what have you done um yeah but this guy man he he loves a fag
1: and he's called Pino, an Italian called Pino. That's like having like Brilliant. a prosecutor in Newcastle called Brownell Dave, who's yes. <laughs> <He's, laughs> only investigates crimes against Newcastle United.
0: <laughs> and we meet uh, an organisation again, and they keep referring to this organisation, although obviously you don't get anyone from the organisation. The Camorra, which is the basically Kimora. yeah, which is like a. They keep saying it's like the mafia, so I don't. Is get the a-
1: mafia literally the Italian, uh, the Italian American branch?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I've read all the books. It just, but I read them when I was like eighteen. So uh, maybe I'll have to revisit again. The Sicilians very good, mm. and and the God right. the Godfather is a great book. It's a just a tour de force. Mario, Mario Puzo, isn't it? Anyway, I don't remember the Camorra being mentioned, but maybe yeah. But they sound like they're not mafia light either the Camorra. So they they run cities. Yeah they, run, yeah, they run states in Italy, right? It's like they're, they're in charge of County Durham. That would be the thing. Hmm. They're the ones that
1: signed Maradona for... Um, Probably, yeah, yeah. Who do you sign for again? Shit. Right. Was it wasn't Roma? Lazio, was it? No, Napoli? I think it was Napoli. Napoli, right, okay. Oh, that's going to annoy me, that. Who do you sign for? Blue shirts, Lazio the... I racist. thought it was Roma. I think it was Lazio. It wasn't Roma. Right. R- Roma's like a reddy, orange shirt. He was in a blue Okay.
0: All right. My, I'm going to chuck my hat in the last... I'm
1: one. I'm going Napoli.
0: Okay. One last time. Was it Roma? No, no definitely. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it till it's right. I don't know why I've got Roma in my head. But anyway, so this... Um, so basically, Pino... That is a, I didn't notice that. His name is fucking Pino. I just called him the smoker. Basically, someone grasses and tells the old bill that football is corrupt. And this is in 2003. And Pino was just looking for a cause because he's given his whole, ever since I was a child. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. mate. All right. We get it. We get it.
1: I love two things, first sports and flags. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: just Sounds different in an Italian accent, doesn't it? Well, he does sound cool and he looks cool, right? And the thing is, I, I googled him, he's only 26. <laughs> he smokes a lot of no, why didn't you up? I was gonna top? say, he smokes a lot sorry, of sorry, you got me on that one. I was like, <laughs> shut the front the door. <laughs> Basically, the grass uncovers the biggest scandal in the history of Italian football. Now, this is a cut, this is a country that would seem it's beset with um scandals and corruption. This is the dodgiest fucking country on the planet, right? <laughs> it's, 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 do you know what? It's the most
1: organised dodginess on the well, planet.
0: Okay, yeah. And the and the coolest looking.
1: <laughs> In fact, sorry, yeah, okay. They've had the coolest movies about being organised yes. and dodgy. Yeah, yeah. But do you know the audio that I had, how it's for the blind, so it tells you what's going on? At the start of every talk, it says, man, gesture while talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did they mention he was smoking? Yes,
1: every oh, time. They, do. They, tell them, they mention every time he flicks the ash into the fucking ash tree.
0: <laughs> oh, OK, I'm turning on AD. That's it then. And basically what the grass has said is there's a group called the Roman posse, which just sounds ridiculous. We're a posse! Uh, and basically it's a group of Italian referees who are influencing football matches at the highest level. So to move that from an English point, so in the pre- uh, the English you so again the English version would be the Premier League in Italy it's called Serie A Serie A and then it goes down in Serie B, Serie C and d- yeah basically it's all about how Pino just tries to uh tries to get to what's exactly happening and how he can build a case against the people who are ruining the beautiful uncorrupted game of football the sanctity
1: yeah. of Serie A <laughs> Those people, I, I, there's something I love visually about them setting those flares off in the stands every time a throw in, But I think to be there would be fucking terrifying.
0: Yeah, and you'd choke, right? If you're behind the idiot with the flare, yeah, that's you're gonna fucking choke to death. It's um, just something we
1: don't have in Britain. We don't. We I've never seen the flares going off, but there is something that just it creates an excellent atmosphere. I gotta be honest, it, it. if I didn't, if I wasn't in the stadiums, I want flares going off.
0: Yeah, it's like a handheld firework, isn't it? And then basically, that the fan you only see him for two headshots, and he just comes on, and it's in an Italian. He just sounds so sexy. And then the subtitles: I was born in a black and white shirt, but as was Rick, but it's now stained with the blood of a journalist. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> just, just, just keep chucking that in there. <laughs>
1: You, I tell you what, how about a tweet Amanda Stavely to buy Sue check, or you shut the fuck up. We, <laughs> we're taking all that shit, Matt. Declan Rice isn't staying anymore. What's that? 80 million? There you go. Good luck with the next one.
0: It's 20 million for a little tip. Get yourself something nice. Go it on, You get a better
1: coloured shirt. Your shirt doesn't show blood, does it not?
0: And basically all the corruption You can
1: is... buy yourself some more fucking bubbles, mate. See you later. <laughs>
0: and the corruption is all centered around a team Juventus who are effectively uh they're like the Manchester United of Italian football so they've won more than anything else than any 27 else. titles yeah um everyone else combined hasn't won as much as as what they've won over the years owned by Ferrari or the company that owns Ferrari yeah the Ineri family um who they own Fiat and they own Ferrari and here's the amazing thing about them they contribute 5% to Italy's GDP, that oh, takes some doing, man.
1: That that's really unfair on the rest of the clubs in the league. They shouldn't be allowed to have a team. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but basically, they, they are. They said effectively, the um, the Aneris are the the royal family in Italy. That's what they are. But all they do is sell motors. It just seems mm. weird that your royal family would just be a load of because is
1: it all they do? Are they the Kenko Trading Company as well? Like. Yeah, I mean they're they're lovely family. You go there on the day of their daughter's wedding, they'll do anything for you. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have. But here's how you know how corrupt.
1: Here's how corrupt they know it is in Italy. So they get this tip off, but they can't go to just anyone in the police force. They have to go to the military police, so that it isn't leaked out and everyone knows about it.
0: But that's the bit I didn't get. What? So here's how I see Rome, right? We've got Gladiator, and then we've got Modern Day. That that's, And then they came over to England, they gave us everything. Then you've got Life Brian and shit, and then we've got Modern Day. So if they yeah. still got Bang on. the Centurions and all of that shit, it, but in, obviously in different clothing, but they've still got a military police who are used on a daily basis, have they? What? Well, so have ours.
1: I, like, I always gets mobilised during the pandemic and stuff like that. This has made me... This is, I think it's because they don't get used within this capacity. Is why it was reached out to. Does that make sense? B- okay. So, so picture it this way. Imagine what we just watched, making a murderer, All right. And you've got a Sergeant Andrew Colburn slash Rick Wharton sat there in the office. Yeah. And someone comes in and goes, oh, those five league titles that Newcastle United won, which he <laughs> cheated. <laughs> and what we're going to do is try and prosecute them so they get taken away. And <laughs> I just sit there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> My old boss used to support Newcastle. Maybe you'd like to hear this. <laughs> so, something interesting happened at work today, but... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but I found it weird that he reached out to the military police. Um, and the reason they got on... So the military copper who's the talking head in this is called Attilo. They're so sexy and cool, aren't they, the Italians? Uh, Attilo Aricio. And the reason he got on with Pino was because they both like to smoke. That was their bonding mechanism. Not just this, not anything else. He likes cigars, I like fags. We were mates. And basically they... (laughs) Do you not mind if I smoke in the car? Oh, fuck, you're (laughs) my new partner. (laughs) All right. Um, Basically, they tapped uh, a fella called uh, Luciano Moggi's phone. And he was the sporting director of Juventus FC. And then it all starts to... Basically- now
1: I I have to just put in a little bit of uh, football in context to how they describe Luciano Moggi, right? Because they turn around and they say now Moggi was excellent as a director of football. He found Zidane, Nedved, and Buffon. Now let me tell you something: those players were fucking incredible, and it's the equivalent of saying, I don't know, Man City found Aguero, Yaya Toure, and fucking Kevin De Bruyne. No. They just went, by those guys. Yeah. There was not a kind of... He wasn't there scouting them since the age of six. Like, Zidane Zidane at Marseille was one of the greatest players of all time. Pavel Nefed at Lazio was fucking unstoppable. And Buffon was just the greatest goalkeeper from the minute he stepped on the field at Parma. And he had this thing now.
0: I'm loving your Stato brain. You are Stato. You are, you are it. I was playing for championship manager during these years. And let me tell you,
1: you look, you go player search. Who's at the top? Buffon, Nedved, Zidane. You I've can't been, afford
0: them, Watton. I'd only ever heard of Zidane. I've never heard of Buffon or, or the other chap. I can't even remember the other chap's yeah. name. And you just said it seconds ago. It's,
1: it's, it's from the computer games. That's why. Right. Okay. So you look at who you're buying and who's the best in the world, and that's how you, it seeps into you. That's why what's happening now with Newcastle is. I mean, I'm I'm talking to you right now, Matt, but all I'm thinking of is <laughs> Mbappe doing kickups in an any shirt. That's all in, I'm thinking right The
0: computer now. games I did as a kid that stuck in my brain was Pac Man. So I just like sitting in dark rooms eating pills. That's what I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I have seen you eat grapes after a gig, and
0: I can completely, <laughs> completely understand that. Um, so basically they the pair of them set up some uh, they set up a very small team because they're so worried about the corruption of the team they don't fucking trust anyone do they and they set up a load of wiretaps now that's i thought about that right that wiretap stuff that's got to be 99.9% boring
1: it clearly was yeah but they have the, the again i like the fact they have the audio fuck verner hose once again it's a fucking prevailer message after about a hundred episodes of this podcast. <laughs> Fuck Werner Hozegh, you should have played the fucking audio. There's a one where he rings up, so he ring Moggy rings up the head of the referees' associates yeah. and says, I've got a present for you. And then the head of the rest, the most Italian thing I've ever heard, he went, don't bust my balls. <laughs> <laughs> don't bust my balls.
0: And Moggy spoke so much... Um... That they needed a bigger team to listen to the tapes. Like at the end, when you get to the end of the documentary, they said, Yeah, we had like two and a half thousand hours. You're like, What? Over the space of a few months? There's not that many hours to speak on the phone, is there? That just
1: made me think of casino, where it's just like you have to turn off the call if it's not pertinent. He just rings up and talks about pasta for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And then he's like, So anyway, on Tuesday, we need Kalina. Right, goodbye.
0: And the Juventus, because what you need in a in a story like this, so Juventus are painted as the bad guys, and you need you need a good guy, right? They need to be against someone. And, and against-
1: AC Milan, oh what a team! AC Milan had in that day, what a fucking team! Kaká, Seedorf, fucking Crespo, uh, I think they had Shevchenko at the time. Costa, Curta, Maldini was still playing. That was like one of the greatest teams of all time. And let me tell you, do you know who was the order of fucking AC
0: Milan at the time? I do, but why don't you tell us? Go on. Berlusconi, the head of state of Italy. <laughs> the Italian <laughs> Prime Minister owned the football team. <laughs> and weirdly enough, Berlusconi, who was as dodgy as they came by all, his, all accounts, right? Because bear in mind, he owned a media empire, so he controlled the news. He's not the dodgy one in this documentary. That's yeah. how fucking bad it is. Berlusconi's clean as a fucking whistle because he loves football. Berlusconi.
1: Well, let's get to that. So they go through the UVA season. They sign Ibrahimovic. Who could have afford? What a sight! How did he unearth him, Moggy? <laughs> How did he you not know sign Zlatan Ibrahimovic? But they've also and he got Fabio Capello as yes, the manager.
0: Yeah, the ex-England manager. He's the... and who was the Juventus manager? What's his name? I... Capello. No, no, sorry. The um. The centre-back. No, the Milan. It
1: was oh, The Milan manager was... I think it was Ancelotti at the time.
0: No, it was the guy who's just got booted out of Everton.
1: Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti. And he didn't get booted out. He he left for Real Madrid.
0: Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. I, I had the name Ronald in my head whenever I saw him. Um, You're
1: thinking that... Koeman, who's at Barcelona?
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or a clown. I might be thinking of a clown. So, effectively, they start going through it and... Do you think there was a case here? I,
1: I'll i get to the end. I'll get I, to the point why there is a case, in my opinion. But this is, there's this prevailing opinion that Juventus always gets the favourable decisions. It's Fergie instance, time
0: type thinking, right? Where Alex Ferguson always got the decision that went his way, which wasn't the case.
1: Well, do you know where the inception of Fergie time was no. from? So the first time Manchester United won the league under Alex Ferguson, the last game of the season they had to be Sheffield Wednesday and they were drawing 0-0, 1-1, 2-2. Whatever the fuck they were doing, they were drawing. Yeah. There was like 10 to 15 minutes extra time in that one and they got the goal.
0: But why was there 10 to 15 minutes extra time?
1: I have no idea, but that's what they call Fergie time. Just right. on that particular day, at that particular moment, it with happens. that particular thing yeah. at stake, that was 10 to 15 minutes, I have no idea what. Newcastle, two years ago, scored the first penalty that was uh, at Old Trafford for 10 years. Now, that right. isn't a great statistic. Do you know what I mean? That's uh...
0: No, but you wouldn't level it that Manchester United are corrupt and that the English referees are corrupt. You, you, there seems an unjust fairness, but you... I would never think that a referee in England at football is corrupt, ever. That just and Although I would say it, though. Fuck it, you cheated, bastard ref. If you've got a house in wherever they're playing um, that it goes against us. Because I always feel as a football fan... I
1: love the idea. I'd be completely understandable. Unless I was part of a mob, then obviously I would join in with the gang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but at home, when I'm on my own... But I don't genuinely, if I think about that, because the emotion that football takes you to is very weird, right? So I remember, I, I see myself as a good model citizen within the United Kingdom. I think I'm the, I'm almost the pillar of respectability if you can take away the alcoholism and the drugs and stuff, right? If you take away all of that, I think I do all right. But I remember being on a bus the year we got relegated with 30 other fans And we were all singing and banging on the side of the bus, in the bus. And it must have been terrifying for everyone in there. But us as fans, we were just having a right laugh. But (laughs) football makes you fucking mental. And you don't, yeah. 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 But I would never think that an English ref is genuinely corrupt. And this is what they were trying to prove, that the refs were influencing games. And this poor chap, Gianluca, what a, a great fucking, I want an Italian name. Um the great ref, Gianluca Papesta. He makes a few decisions in a game and Luciano Moggi don't fucking like oh, it. Oh,
1: that's that's the game after. So there's there's a calls for dodgy penalties in the first game. The second game they're against Regina, who's like a, a relegation side. Now what happens in this match is one of the reasons why f- football's incredible is because like on on a given day fucking Andorra can beat Brazil. Like, you see the first yeah. goal, it's a deflection. that goes past the world's best goalkeeper for the past 10 years. The second goal creeps in, and then Juve have a goal disallowed, which you clearly see is like Neva him It's just fucking elbow some guy out of the way and tap it in. That was a disallowed goal. I don't know if you ever watched the cartoon The Hurricanes, but you played, like, the bad guys from that. And then there was also a, a last-minute goal... Which was definitely offside and they went mental it was um disallowed. So that after the game you see Alessandro Del Piero pushing over, pushing like one of the officials away, and then they go down to the referee's dressing room look at Moggy and gives him a piece of his mind to complain. Yeah.
0: And basically he can't he can't handle losing. That's what Monkey can't handle. And Within that moment in football, you can't. You feel like the world's against you, right? And it's it's so unjust. Like, for instance, when we play you again and you've got, you know, Mbappe and all his mates and you give us a hammering of 6 or 7 nil, I'll be like, no, you fucking, you've bought the title. Khashoggi! Think of Khashoggi, you bastards, right? You're holding <laughs> the
1: candle to a dissident you never heard exactly, of. Exactly,
0: because- right? <laughs> suddenly I'm interested because it's like, no, this is unfair because my side are losing. How fucking dare you?
1: Here's me putting on my oppositional war hat. Isn't it a little bit whitewashing that the only person that the Saudis killed you give a fuck about is the one who worked in America? Like, how many did they kill in their own <laughs> land? What about those guys? <laughs> yeah. What about the bombings in Yemen, if we're going to be completely fucking honest? like,
0: yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. But uh, We've heard of that one. But, but they're not going to be the reason I could lose three points up north. They know.
1: So. Wait, this is this is the brilliant thing of the fallout of it because everyone's trying to say it's human rights and things, but it's not really, though, is it? That's not why you're that bothered. It's you're yeah. bothered because there's a fucking shark swimming with you now.
0: Yes, exactly. Right, because <laughs> we might be in with a shot for uh, Champions League, but now we're not. We've just we've moved down the pecking order, probably by one or two.
1: You know, I'd make the most of it this year if I was you guys. Yeah. No, I, I agree.
0: So anyway, Mog, Moggy don't like it and he has a pop at the ref. And it, on the wiretap, he says, I locked the son of a bitch in his dressing room and I drove to the airport with the key. What are That's you, seven? Hilarious. What the fuck? Yeah.
1: Just absolutely browbeat and balked him and ended laughing. It goes, there's no way you did it. He goes, yeah, I totally did it. I locked him in and left yeah, with the locked key. Locked him and in. That- fuck him. That's when you start to get mafia fucking feels of, like, what Moggy's doing.
0: Yes, exactly, and the power. Now, bear in mind, Moggy is an ex. uh, He works on the railways, right? So. um,
1: Oh, and that annoys me. When someone starts talking, go, first off, can I just tell you, even in a shit job, I was the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's a bit like, and he keeps referring back to the railways, doesn't he? Look, look, listen, I'm a poor railway worker. No, you're fucking not. You're the sporting director of Juventus Football Club. You were on the railways for a couple of months. This is like when Billy Connolly, for 30, 40 years, one of the best comedians on the planet, he didn't shut up about working on the uh, on the boatyards, did he? In uh, Glasgow, he, he always well, you mentioned need some it. Some
1: material you got to talk about your roots on stage. This is different. But this, this is, is slightly, He only worked there for different. six
0: months. He talked about it for forty years.
1: Well, what else are you going to talk about? Gig stories. This is why young comics burn out because they've got, no, Cause fucking they've got life no life experience. Yeah. Yeah, they've got no, they've, it's all stories on the train, or someone said this, and that's why this is wrong. <laughs> and fuck vegans, apparently, over the past 10 years otherwise. <laughs> but But that's got to change pretty sharpish.
0: And I'm not knocking Connolly. I saw him, uh, I went and saw him live in one of his last gigs. He was very good. Do you know, did I tell you what he did? At the two hour mark, halfway through his story, he went, Anyway, that's my time. up. Like, Finish the fucking joke. Finish the story. No, he's gone, mate. love that. You paid for two hours? You got two hours.
1: There's yeah. a there's a Geordie comic I love. I know, I'm not going to tell that because he's still doing it. But there is um, Reg D. Hunter. Fucking, the way he wraps up a gig is my favourite way I've ever seen wrap up a gig. Because you all think it's got to build to, like, the biggest laugh. Or, like, it's like the combination, like, in an hour show of all your stories and callbacks. And he just says, well, ladies and gentlemen, I have fulfilled my contractual obligation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Of all this, and he was, he's fucking—he's one of my favorite comics. Of all the stuff he's done, that was my favorite thing. That was my—I want to be that guy. I loved him, man. I just
0: when I—I I told you didn't I? When I saw him, and uh, he was surrounded by a group of blokes, and they were all like six, seven foot tall, and I just walked under their arms, straight up to him, and I went, "Hello." I saw your show in Edinburgh. I bloody loved it. And he's there building a joint, and he's like. Well, thank you, sir. That's very kind. I went no, you really... and his his posse were around him, all fucking glaring at me. Anyway, see you, lads. Have a great night. And he went, well, thank you. It was really kind. He was so gracious, so lovely. I adore him. Absolutely I adore him. him.
1: I absolutely love him.
0: Um. Anyway, back to the documentary. So, so uh,
1: they they suspend the referee,
0: which is bullshit, right? You can't just suspend a fucking ref because linesman- someone said
1: so. Well, this is what I'm going to go into with what you said of the Premier League in a second. So the linesman suffered a worse fate. He then gets demoted to like the lower ranked leagues.
0: Well, I, and you I see did him... that ref. The ref that happened to the ref as yeah. well.
1: And you have them on the wiretap going, yeah. "You're humiliating me for no reason." So yeah. if you think of that power, right? Now, if Ferguson complains play, this is, where, this is why you always got to be a bit dodgy. Like, if you watch the big clubs, they'll mention the referees by name, like the Pep Guardiolas, the Alex Ferguson. Like Ferguson stopped doing interviews after the Panorama Exposé on agency fees because uh, I think they got a little bit too close to something on that one. Right. So, he, so he fucked off the BBC for like five, ten years. But what they start to do is if you're not able to referee a Manchester United game or a Man City game you're not in those big matches. Those big matches are what pays the bills or the way you want to be as a top ref. So now there is a pressure, an external pressure on you to be like, well, it was a 50-50 challenge in the box, but if Fergie loses this one, I could be refereeing fucking Millwall, fucking Oxford United next week. Yeah. Could be doing a Sunderland match.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nice little swipe there. Yeah, no, it's a a fair point. And they make that that poor linesman, when he, he starts crying, you really feel for him, don't you? You're like, are oh, you? Because yeah. yeah. he hasn't done anything wrong. To, and Nor is the ref. They've done it their job offside. to their best of their abilities, right? They haven't broken any fucking rules. They did their job and they did it correctly and they're being punished for that. That seems a little bit harsh. I mean, it's not the Nuremberg trial, right? Those people were doing their jobs. But this is, this is wrong. This is fundamentally and, wrong. This is bullying at the highest fucking level.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is your jobs on the line if things don't go my way, and you're not intend. You're not really in control of that. There is. This is the thing that kind of cements that it's dodgy to me. Rich guy, executive of a fucking Syria for the top Syria football club. Yeah. Buying burner phones to talk to the referee association.
0: Yeah. Well, they were old mates. You know, but, like,
1: Matt, we're, we're old mates. I don't go out and buy a different fucking SIM <laughs> card to talk to you. <laughs> of
0: course you don't, Rick. A wink. <laughs> 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 and he knew a lot of people, right? Luciano. So, um, Moggy. He he knew a fella called Aldo Biscard, who was effectively, he was like a, a Piers Morgan. And he's had a TV show on Italian TV for years. And it was really influential. It's called The Trial. And he basically, he would, he would put things on trial and basically win over public opinion. So Mookie phones up Biscardi and went, Oi, fucking referees, they're all shit, aren't they? Have a, have a go with that, will ya?" And he went, well, we'll see the next week. Fucking referees on the TV show. And who was that woman sitting on his right? Is that his wife? I no, I don't think it was. So he's a, he, what was he, 70? And he had like a 30-odd-year-old woman just sitting there, smiling. Because everyone yeah. else in the place was a bloke, like an old bloke. He, and this just a 30-year-old woman going, hey, how are you? That was bullshit. Um, and it, is Italy a real mal-dominated society, yet they all love their mums?
1: I, I have no idea, Matt. I, I've got I've got the Godfather and Dolmio adverts for fucking <laughs> reference. All right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I've yet to met a culture that didn't love their mums.
0: Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. Although when when you get down to it, <laughs> if they scratch the skin on me and you, mean you. And another thing, she did yeah. this time. Listen, <laughs>
1: this is just guys with thick eyebrows succeeding. That's what it is in Italy.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, this TV show it destroyed that linesman and referee. It was it was fucking it was horrible.
1: And it shows you the Juve-Milan match. Now, also, within this, they also show that he rings up and he says, I don't want him refereeing that match. I need this guy refereeing this match because we're playing Regina next week and I need them to give yellow cards. And then three players got automatic suspensions for yellow cards to play Juventus. Now, in my mind, Regina versus Juventus with that team against that team, they should have won that match anyway. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, 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 yeah. That's like them ringing up going, Burnley, we need fucking Chris Wood off the field, all right? Give him a yellow card next week so but, Van Dijk doesn't have to deal with him.
0: But the weird thing is, right, I, I didn't know this. This is how corrupt it must must have once been. They have to choose the refs and the linesmen by public ballot, uh, sorry, yeah. by um, the same way you'd pick who's playing who, on TV so it can't be fixed. And Moggy and Bergamo, the head of the referees' association who does all of that on TV, they fucking fixed it. How do you do that? He said
1: the list the night before. Wait, it's McMillions. You you put the names you want in the envelope you want and go, and the thing is, Paprasti, (laughs) Millwall, (laughs) Hella Bella, (laughs) Juventus. Shit! The, I, the the gentleman shuffling cards in the corner wearing a top hat and in yeah. a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> You're doing the AC Milan match, <laughs> <said> you.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell! It was, and that's how dodgy it was.
1: The footage of the AC Milan UVA match, which was a title decider, was interesting. So there was like a dodgy pen given, I think, in that one. And there was also like the no, it was nil nil, and they stopped play. Like Kaka was through on goal, fouled, but they didn't continue play from a goal and score. They pulled it back for a free kick, like a tactical foul. Where and usually with that kind of momentum, let, player would be allowed to continue. Yeah,
0: advantage, yeah, yeah. But the thing is that I like so Pino said, yeah, Moggy's using burner phones, and we've only ever seen them in organised gangs. Are you fucking kidding? What everybody has a burner phone? Like, do you not watch TV? Burner phones are all over the place.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of crime <laughs> on fucking TV narrative. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> well, um, you don't have an AK-47? No, you've just got the Expendables on DVD, mad.
0: <laughs> Everyone's got a burner phone. Come on. I've got two sitting right here. Towards
1: the uh, end of the season, you, they're neck and neck on points. And it's the deciding match between AC Milan and Juventus. And they, they get, get Kalina.
0: Kalina, the ultimate referee. Right. He, he, the ultimate referee. He can't be bought.
1: There was a match between Chelsea and I want to say Barcelona, right? Uh, Champions League, and the first match was dodgy as fuck. Like just loads of bookings, loads of complaints, and I always remember someone was saying, "This is how smart Mourinho is." He said they'll give us cleaner for the for the replay. And then I watched this, and I realized that every single fucking manager just rings the refs association and bollocks them until they get the referee they want. Is that some part of, like, within this? Because it gets muddied the minute they go to prosecute. Yes. Juve win the league, and then it goes to the news. It gets leaked to the newspapers, so they're in on, like, they get else the jump crosses. on. Someone
0: This is yeah? a, a, they've only got a small team. So someone on that team has fucking leaked it.
1: Someone went out for a cigarette and then someone else walked in and saw the note on the fucking thing.
0: <laughs> I like the fact that um, Luciano is driven around by uh, the police. He's like the usual suspects, New York taxi service. Wherever he goes, the old bill are giving him a lift.
1: And then it comes up, they have an interview with Moggy, who still has about three mobile phones on him. The that <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's 13 years after the event, right? he's yeah, <laughs> and they're all ringing because they said we'd never heard anyone talk so much. So basically, yeah, it got leaked to the press. So the guy with the TV show, what was his name? Bicard, Biscard. He had, yeah, he had to quit his TV show. This- that bear in mind, this guy's been on telly for twenty years, right? He has one one involvement with his mate Luciano. He's fucking out, mate. They call Luciano Lucky Luciano.
1: Lucky Luciano, yeah, yeah. Which was
0: the name of one of the guys who set up the mafia in the States. Um, they have
1: the interrogation audio tapes of Luciano breaking down and saying how he feels like a, a, he was getting into organized crime and he's like backtracking and recanting his yeah. actions. And, and then he gets to court and all of a sudden, Lucky Luciano, a little bit more confident. If you notice that about there's a different demeanor when he hits the courtroom. And Italian court looks a lot of fun. It looks a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot of fun but to me.
0: He basically, when he cried, and he did proper cry, but before he said that, he looked at them and he went, just so coolly, have I done anything wrong? Because <laughs> he believes he hasn't. Because for a mm. lie to be believable, you've got to fucking believe it yourself, right? So you're like, well, I haven't really been corrupt. Oh, I, I want to
1: get to this point, okay? So... In court, he is charged with match-, match fixing. Yep, he is charged with kidnapping. Due <laughs> the to the referee. referee
0: locked in. Yep,
1: they then get the referee on the stand, and the referee says, "No, he never locked me in the room." Yeah, that's but hilarious. he says, you, "But you have a sworn testimony, <laughs> Mister Corleone. Are you trying to tell me that?" You- <laughs> <laughs> Could, could you point out to the the senator who's in there is that your brother it is my brother he's came from sicily to see this one <laughs> this one court case he's and who's he next to he sat next to luca Moji. <laughs> to was... me that just snapped of like the camora stepped in and went don't worry here here and here we got you yeah no the, the, the lawyer was so passionate and fucking brilliant from them. Baldini's doing the prosecution who's investigating it. He had sugar down his fucking gown. <laughs> he looked like he just wiped the Greggs down his <laughs> lawyer crown. <laughs> it looked so different than British lawyers.
0: It was unbelievable. Um, and the, the thing is, right, in court, how did he handle it in court? That is a man who has invested in some nicotine patches because he couldn't have <laughs> gone that long in court.
1: That's what it would have been. That's him chewing his fingernails and yeah, eating yeah. sugar the whole way through it. So this is why I don't think this was a great sports documentary, this next part here. All right? So they have all this investigation. And then they go, so Juventus were stripped of the titles. Yep, two
0: titles. Yep,
1: stri- Stripped of two titles and relegated. Yep. AC Milan got 15 points
0: deducted. Yeah. Now, AC Milan didn't do fuck all wrong, right?
1: No, no, because basically they all do it. And the minute they toppled one, they toppled the other. They just kept on giving oh, the refs. It was
0: the domino of, yeah, okay.
1: Right. And, and Juve were kind of the ones that came out on top. But all of them were complaining about which refs to have. Yes. And all yeah, of yeah. them were doing this, that, and the other and demanding certain referees.
0: They only had They only went, hockey.
1: maybe yeah. it's a jurisdiction thing, you know? Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. So that's why it becomes that. There's a whole other story here. Like, so if they cheated AC Milan out of the title, how was AC Milan getting deducted fifteen points? They're like, so it just becomes who cheated better.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Moggi is found guilty. I think Fiorentina
1: got relegated as well. Fiorentina went down with her. Fiorentina Inter Milan. AC got point deduction, and it destroyed Italian football. That's the year they won the Euros.
0: Oh, what is it?
1: On the, on the back of that show. Italian football's in disarray, and then they went out there and played like fucking winners.
0: Well, did they? Or did they have the refs on their side? What's the... right? wait. wait. Zidane
1: definitely headbutted Matarazzi in that final. That's not a dodgy ref going up.
0: Because uh, I've just watched Italy play us in a final a few months ago, and uh, they were a little bit dirty, although they did deserve to win that. Um,
1: they, so... they were fucking filthy. But Gareth Southgate's, uh Not a
0: good manager. Um, so Moggy is found guilty and he's given five years and eight months. And in 2011, this was five years later, he was also found guilty of running a criminal organization convicted of a further nine counts of sport fraud, but not guilty on another eight. And by 2019, he has served no time in prison due to the statute of limitations. Are you fucking kidding me? There's Brendan Dassey and Stephen Avery going, get me into an Italian court, motherfucker. Come on, because this is bullshit right here. It's
1: like, this is what is mobbed up, man, mobbed up. I mean, the judge was late because his car blew up, but <laughs> yeah.
0: other than that... But, you know, in, in Britain, if you was to be found guilty, what do they say with Uh, and we find you guilty. How
1: short is the statute of of Limitations (laughs) in Italy, is what I want to know. What is it, like six minutes?
0: It's one (laughs) cigarette break. That's all it is. You get one fag break.
1: You shot him on Tuesday. Well, unfortunately, we didn't catch him in time. (laughs) (laughs) Case closed. Is that horse's blood on your gown?
0: (laughs) In Britain, right? So you get, they go, uh, we find you defend, uh, we find the defendant guilty. Take him down. And you go to prison there and then there's prisons below the fucking courts that in fact that's where you start from you start in prison mm. so how can he how can he be found guilty get given a sentence and still serve no time? This is bullshit.
1: Yeah, this, this, like I said, this was it was a story I remember from football. I, I have a vague recollection of um, hearing Antonio Conte got pushed out, of, fell, sorry, fell out of a window around this time. It was in a critical condition. Really? And I tried Google. I can't find anything about it on Google. I may be imagining it because I was wrecked at the time. But I swear, I remember a story where it's like, why is Antonio Conte falling out of a window? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you piece it together around match fixing <laughs> <It's> around this. <laughs>
0: Italian <laughs> football. And only one ref had his conviction upheld. All the others were acquitted because of the statute of limitations.
1: Yeah. Oh, shit. Your court's on Monday, pal. You're actually going to jail. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad news. Sorry, Terry. So yeah. we're going
1: to wrap this one up. And I've got a final thought on the whole thing. What 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 scores are you
0: giving this one there? I'm, oh, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Three and a half. Right. I quite enjoyed it. Um... Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. It was all right, man. It was all right. I, I I enjoyed it. I wouldn't watch it again, but I'm I I feel better for watching it, and I learned a few things.
1: It was a very fitting documentary for what I fully intended to talk about for an hour to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying since I am around people with um, morals above their love for their football club, and I'm aware that I sound like a complete dick when I've harped on about the Saudi takeover. So. There was a thing that happened this week that I think can kind of sum up the difference it makes, so as i I think I'd said to you either off air uh, or on the patreon feed. I got as many messages about the takeover nearly going through and being completed yes yeah, from yeah, as I did when my when my best friend passed a few years back, and it was it's more the connection that you then have with people in this world because the football's been dead, so there's been nothing to discuss. So friendships that are built around that kind of era or aura of football or that connection have just eroded. Have all of a sudden just sprang back to life, and all these like I've reached out to people that I haven't spoken to in about ten years, and went, "Oh look, at you fucking on bastards, we're taking everything." <laughs>
0: We're so doing Sunderland Till I Die. We're going to do that. Sunderland Till I Die.
1: Oh, fuck me. <laughs> do you know what? I almost started watching that just to, just, to, just to enjoy my night. I'm sleeping on the sofa with my dog scars healing so he doesn't go up the stairs. I was like, I could just start watching it. That taxi driver crying at relegation would really be great for me right now. But... On saying that, this is going to be the last sports one for a little while because I don't know everyone's into it. And um, just thank you so much for sticking with uh, the Patreon subscribers. The Next up, we have a great one. If you can find it. Because we have the best fans on the planet, Matt. We have a fan that... We uh, we have a listener, sorry. Calling a fan almost sounds like I'm showing off. We have an awesome fucking listener that uh, got in touch. And since I'd bitched and moaned at not being able to find Murder in the Park, sent us a link for Murder in the Park. So that is the one we are going to do next. I can't wait. So Thank you very much for sending on that link.
0: Well, thank you very much. That is... Wow. Okay.
1: And we're getting a lot of positive feedback on the Patreon. We're up to about 40 hours of free content, more being added every week. We're finished making a murderer this week, so Matt has a vacuum to find some happiness before I suck it all back out. <laughs> um, and yeah, just like I say, we're, we're hitting some, like... <laughs> this has become a part of our lives doing this podcast, so can't appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm giving an award speech, because I don't give a fuck about anything else anymore. I'm so fucking happy we've got new Warners. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll check back in next week. Take it easy, guys.
0: Uh, yeah. Hang on, what was your score?
1: Uh, Fuck it, give it a three.
0: <laughs> 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 right, I'll see you later. Take it easy. Shut up.